What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pokemon Adventures podcast. We're going through all these chapters of the Pokemon Adventures manga. Man, it feels like just yesterday we were at chapter one. No, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it did for me. This has been a long and grueling and harrowing experience <laughs> that I never want to repeat again. This is why, kids, this is why you say no. <laughs> this is why you learn how to say no to drugs. Chas <laughs> was just telling me how grateful he w he is for this amazing opportunity to record a Pokemon podcast. The only thing I'm grateful is uh, is the end. <laughs> the <end of> time. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone. Welcome to our listeners. Thank you once again for hitting that download button. Thank you once again for listening to us. Today's chapter is chapter 23, Make Way for Magmar. In this chapter, we finally get revealed to some a pretty big character, a character that everybody knows, a character that even till this day, everybody agrees was a pretty good Pokemon villain, whether it was in the games, whether it was in the anime, but for sure here in the manga, they nailed him down good. Yeah, the anime, in my opinion, still disappoints with a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah. So we're talking about Giovanni this week. Giovanni, the leader of Team Rocket. Here in the manga, we're going to get a proper introduction to him. But before we continue moving forward, we're going to talk about where we, the location that we're at today in this specific chapter. This chapter, we're going back to Viridian City. If everybody remembers from the games, Viridian City is the second town that a player goes after leaving Palatown, you go through Route 1, and you eventually end up in Viridian City. A very small town. It has a Pokemon Center, Pokemart. And one interesting thing that this town has is that it has a, a gym. For anybody that played Pokemon Red, Pokemon Blue, or even Pokemon Green, obviously the very first thing you want to do is, oh... Let me go challenge the gym. Let's go see what this gym leader is all about. But as soon as you get to the door, you get a man there that tells you, yeah, this gym has been closed for a while now. Gym leader disappeared and nobody knows what happened to him. You can't even go inside the gym. If everybody remembers back in chapter two, I believe, where Red captures his Bulbasaur, they actually break in the gym. And that's where they get attacked by a wild machoke. Red bonds with his Bulbasaur, and that's where his journey gets started. But here in this chapter, like we mentioned last week, we see a statue of Giovanni. Now, what do you remember about Giovanni Chas? What do you remember about this guy at all? All I know is that he's evil. But he must not be that evil, because he did hire Jesse and Jane. <laughs> oh, my God. It's like, he's intelligent, except for that one decision. But other than that, it's like, I, I know, it's like, from what I've seen, he's like, he's made out to be, like, a little bit more brutal than, like, other, I guess you could say other villains yeah. of the series. Because so he's, he's more exacting. 
Fitness punishments. So really quick here, I kind of want to run a bit of a rundown of the different Giovanni's. I guess you could say his uh, his variants here. So the first one we're going to talk about is the anime Giovanni. Team Rocket leader, Team Rocket boss, like Chas says. He's the one that hired Jesse and James. As the anime has gone through the years, I don't know what they've done with Giovanni. In Canto season one, they made him out to be, especially in the within the first few episodes, like this mysterious villain. Because from episode one, the anime immediately establishes that Jesse and James are the bad guys. Mm-hmm. They we see wanted posters of them. They're wanted criminals for stealing Pokemon. I don't know if Giovanni makes an appearance there, but within the first few episodes, we don't even see his face. All we see is a guy sitting in a chair. He's in the shadow. He has a Persian. He pets him, and that's it. And he talks in an evil voice, and ooh, he's the bad guy. And then as the season goes on, eventually his he makes an appearance. Mm-hmm. But he never really does anything. I want to say within season one of the Pokemon anime, his biggest accomplishment, I guess you could say, is that he made Mewtwo. As everybody remembers of Pokemon, the first movie, he's the one that has a bunch of scientists. They're the ones making, cloning Mew. And then we get Mewtwo. The movie goes on. Mewtwo has a hatred towards humans. But we see that Giovanni plays a pretty big role in that movie. You know, he tries to use Mewtwo for evil things. Mewtwo eventually gets tired of it, leaves him, and that's it. Giovanni makes a reappearance, and I believe it's the what movie, What's that movie called? Pokemon Mewtwo Mewtwo's Revenge, something like that. Giovanni is still trying to capture Mewtwo, but I don't know why the anime has always made Giovanni more of a movie exclusive villain. I don't know. He's probably too violent for the <laughs> for the TV shows, but. I don't know. I feel like Giovanni's a huge missed opportunity to be a decent bad guy. Yeah. Because in the, like I said, in the anime, in the shows, mm-hmm. he's just behind the scenes. Well, I mean, welcome to Pokemon. Yeah. The land of missed opportunities. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's Giovanni. He's just kind of running schemes in the background. We know that he's the Team Rocket boss. We only ever see him just scolding Jesse and James. Now, the only exception was in the Unova anime where he plays a bigger role. And yeah. this is probably one of my biggest regrets towards the Unova anime. Team Rocket was supposed to have a whole arc with Team Plasma where it was supposed to be Team Rocket versus Team Plasma. Giovanni versus... Uh, gets this but there was uh, I believe some sort of accident something happened in Japan something happened in Japan I think there was an an earthquake hit and the whole that whole arc got scrapped 
And it sucks though because if you watch like the first 10 to 20 episodes, Jesse and James actually take a a, a way more serious role. Giovanni's a lot more involved. They were actually good at their job for once. Yes, they were. They weren't even interested in Pikachu at the time. Yeah, no, it was crazy because I remember I remember that one uh it, it, it was a part where they I guess they, they went to go get some sort of uh like some files from mm -hmm. from a computer. Yeah. And these guys were just like smooth. Like they were like moving in unison. They were doing everything like effortlessly. It's like they were going past like all these lasers at one night. Yeah, super professional. Yeah, it was just like it was like, oh okay. It's like so that's why they hired them. <laughs> yeah. They make they make Team Rocket, Jesse and James look like legit bad guys. It's here. like the fact that they were also wearing black too. Right. They were wearing Their like, black like uniform dark gray. so good. It was so nice. And then it's like they ruined it. Yeah, and like I said, the first twenty episodes they're building up that Giovanni and Team Rocket are planning a huge takeover of Unova. They also hear that there's another organization. They're like, We need to take them out. And then it does this huge buildup. And then in the following episodes, nothing happens. Completely scrapped. And if you look it up on Bulbapedia, if for any of our listeners, if this is the first time you hear this, look it up. All you got to do is Google Team Rocket versus Team Plasma anime arc, and you'll see what it was all about. And it's like they, they threw away a good storyline. Like Team Rocket was finally going to have a very good storyline, and they threw it away. I don't know yeah. why they didn't bring it back. It would have been really cool. So that's pretty much Giovanni. He's just the bad guy running things in the background, but we rarely ever see him. He still comes out in the anime today, but doesn't do anything. He's mm -hmm. just he's just telling he just gives orders to Jesse and James and that's it. <laughs> yeah. Now in the games, he actually portrays a a villain role. Now Chaz, you've seen the spin-off Pokemon Origins mm -hmm. where they based it on Red? Yeah. That's the Giovanni that we need and we deserve. They take it from the video games, you know? Uh, an actual villain, an actual boss out to do something bad. He He's running things behind an organization that steals and hurts, experiments, Pokemon... I think they play, they make him look like a real good villain. Mm -hmm. And then in the games, I don't want to keep going too much into this, but everybody knows. We see Giovanni, he they take over Saffron City. You battle Giovanni a few times throughout the games. And I think the last time you battle him in the original games, it's when you get your eighth gym badge. After that, he decides to disband Team Rocket, and supposedly you don't see him anymore. He makes a well, no, I was going to say he makes a comeback in Generation 2, but he actually doesn't. Team Rocket does, but not Giovanni. But we're going to leave it at that. We're going to jump into this chapter. The last time we saw Red, he managed to escape the Safari Zone, a.k.a. Jurassic Park. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and now we're back in Viridian City. And this is where the story starts. It says we see some people gathered around the Viridian City gym. These people, they're saying, this is the gym. And they're like, wow, it's still closed, huh? 
the the town folks they're just you know talking amongst themselves like yeah they say giovanni's been missing for a long time one of the guys he's like who's giovanni and they he gets his response he's he's the gym leader here and that's where we see the statue of the viridian city gym leader giovanni okay, I'm sorry. How, how, how does no one look at this guy and say it's just like oh yeah he looks obviously evil <laughs> a mafia boss, right? Because it's just like you got the pointed nose, you got the you got the uniform, the the super deep V neck uniform, <laughs> the angry smirk. Well, you're about to get your answer here in the next few pages. We're gonna see. Oh yeah, we're gonna see some uh, bonding. Oh yeah, some father son bonding here. Yeah, we we see we see we see red uh, in the next panel. They're He's coming out of the the Dignit Cave. Yes. Out of the Pewter City exit, right? So he said, it's like, man, it's so bright. It's like, that was a long tunnel. It's like, it's like come on, Dad. What's <laughs> <laughs> like, what's taking you so long? And you just hear a, a, a gruff voice in the distance. <laughs> Don't push me so hard, huh, Sonny? Now you're just a bundle of energy, aren't you? Clarification: It does not say dad. <laughs> we are not saying that Giovanni is Red's dad, are we? Are we not? Hmm. Red, orphaned, no mother, no father, missing. Is like missing completely. <laughs> oh, trust me, those theories are out there. For some reason, still has money. Actually, if you, I'm not going to spoil too much, but Giovanni does have a son. We'll leave that for another day. Ah. <laughs> the plot thickens. Yes, it does. <laughs> so, <laughs> back 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 to the father son bonding. <laughs> it's like you see you see a very uh very softened man says like oh you're just a bundle of energy aren't you red but we see the it's like his face looks somewhat familiar almost like the statue. It's Giovanni, guys. Yes, because you ever noticed. All battered up, his face is dirty, Red's face is dirty. They just came out of a long journey from a cave, which is Diglett's cave. I'm pretty sure everybody remembers that from the games. Mm-hmm. Red and Giovanni are chatting back and forth. Giovanni is telling Red, he's like, I'm sorry to take you so far off track from your quest like this. And Red is like, hey, hey, it's no problem. I wanted to come with you. I mean, searching for Pokemon fossils, it doesn't get any better than that. And then in the the last panel, we see Giovanni holding up some rocks. And he he tells Red, he's like, I hope some of the rocks we dug up yesterday have something great hidden in them. So they're, they're looking for fossils. Red tells him, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. But, you know, they could just be plain rocks. <laughs> That's what Giovanni tells Red. He's like, no way. Red's looking disappointed. So they're on their way to Pewter City, as it says here. And they're like, well, there's only one way to find out. Pewter City has a museum. We'll take these rocks to there and see what they tell us. Go on, Charles. Next page. All right. And as they're, as they're walking down to, to the Pewter City, it's a museum, right? Pewter yes, City museum. museum. Uh, we, we see we see Red just uh, look, looking, pretty much like looking up and down at Giovanni, saying, he's just like, oh, and then Giovanni says, like, what is it? Keep in mind, guys, Giovanni is in the full suit, full black suit. Mm-hmm. And Red says, I can't shake the feeling that I've seen you somewhere before. Dad? 
<laughs> no, no, no. He says, like, I can't, I can't remember from where, but it's like, are you sure you don't remember me? <laughs> and then Giovanni's just like, ah, ha, ha, ha. That again, huh? Well, I would remember something that... So it's like, oh, no. He says, why would I remember something that you can't remember? <laughs> and he says, like, oh, oh, well. It's like, maybe it's just that I can't think of a fellow Pokemon fan as a stranger. Yes, the, re- the resemblance is <laughs> uncanny. <laughs> yes. So in the following <laughs> in the following panels, Giovanni tells Red, he's like, well, I am a Pokemon fan, but I'm just a lowly researcher. Yeah. I can only dream of being a great trainer like you, Red. Mind you, this guy is wearing a black suit. <laughs> Looks very, very um, well off in terms of money. <laughs> yeah. Red is obviously very gullible. Mm-hmm. Red, is, Red tells Giovanni, he's like, that's right. Even gym leaders tremble in fear of me. Now, when Red says this, we cut to a panel of Giovanni and Giovanni's face expression changes. Darkens. He, yeah, it darkens. And he looks at Red. I'm like, huh. So he takes into consideration that Red says that gym leaders tremble before him. Red has obviously not realized that it's like it's that one face of like you know you know when uh it's like any of you that that have ever been uh, younger brothers if you ever told your older brother oh yeah I'm better at using video games oh there he goes and he looks at you like that mm-hmm. that's the same face. Red does not realize at all that this expression came over Giovanni's face. Giovanni keeps playing it off as an innocent man. He's like, ha ha. Oh, he's like, oh my, even gym leaders, huh? And Red is like, hey, what? What? You don't believe me? <laughs> That's a good one, son. Yeah. What? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, and Red, Red is like, how dare you? He tells him, it's like, I can't tell you how many gym leaders I've clobbered, not to mention Team Rocket's finest or worses. Giovanni keeps, you know, tagging, going along with Red's story. He's like, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> and Red is like, come on, man. He's like, it doesn't sound like you mean it. You know, it doesn't sound like you believe me. Giovanni changes the conversation. He's like, you know what? It's warm out here, huh? It's a pretty hot day. Red actually points it out. He says, yeah, you know what? It's actually really hot considering we haven't even walked that much. Pikachu is on Red's hat, and he's he's like melting away. He's like, oh, my God. You know, obviously, they're burning up over here. And Red is like, what? Oh, he's like, are you okay? You think so, too, Pikachu? That's when Giovanni notices. He's like, wait, this heat, it's caused by some flames. He quickly notices wild magmar. Oh, no, there's two. Red is like, what? Go ahead, Charles. Next page. All right. The next page, we just see... A, a building just completely caught on fire. It was just it was like flames everywhere, like that. And he, he says, like, the Museum of Science, it's burning. He says, like, oh, was the fire started by Pokemon? And within the fire, we see not one, but two magmars. And it's like Giovanni says, like, oh, I was right. Just as, just as they were looking, Red pushes uh, his father away. Saying, <laughs> like, look out. It's like no, Dad, stop! And then he moves him out of the way. He says, "Like now, look! It's like now, look at what a great trainer can do. Look at what your son can do, man. <laughs> Are you proud of me now, Dad? Are you proud of me now?" He's <laughs> like, "Ah, yes. At last, I can see for myself how good he is. How good my son is." 
<laughs> he says, like, I wonder what it lead with. Yes. And so so pretty much Red pushes Giovanni out of the way so he doesn't get hit by the flames. Red takes this as an opportunity to show off, to show me, like, you know what? I'm about to prove to you that I, how good of a trainer I am. We cut to the next page, and the first Pokemon that Red takes out is finally his Snorlax. We see Snorlax again. Snorlax comes out, and Red tells Giovanni, a Snorlax recovers its health while it sleeps, so this should buy us some time. So he used the Snorlax to cover as a shield from the attacking Magmar, because the Magmar are immediately throwing out flamethrowers. These flamethrowers don't have any effect on the Snorlax. <laughs> Snorlax is sleeping away. Giovanni is confused. He says, a Snorlax firewall? Hmm, clever, but a little ruthless, won't you say? And Red is like, hey, 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 keep it down. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to think of a way to put out these flames. This is when Giovanni is thinking to himself. Keep in mind, guys, this whole time, Giovanni is examining Red. He's, you know, watching him closely. Mm-hmm. See what's going, what, what, what's the big deal about this kid? And he thinks to himself, he's, it's just a side thought. He's just a child. Raw courage and no foresight. Red is still trying to figure out how to put out these flames. He has no idea that Giovanni is watching him closely. Red is like, shoot, my polyrath's health is really low. What do I do now? I swear, he never heals his polyrath. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Every time he he needs his polyrath, polyrath is knocked out. It's like, oh no, my conveniently strongest Pokemon always seems to be low in health. <laughs> yep. This man never carries any damn potions. Potions, or he seems to skip all the Pokemon centers. Okay. Go ahead, Chaz. Take and over Giovanni that. says, it's like, oh, it's like, obviously, he's no threat. And then Red says, it's like, oh, I got it. So the Snorlax return. And then he returns to Snorlax, and then he throws out uh, Sanchu. He says, Sanchu, I choose you. And obviously, Giovanni is confused. He's like, he's like what the hell? <laughs> he's like, but isn't that the low-level one you just caught? And then I was just like, Sanshu looking cute. I know, cute little Sanshu. He's just like, what? <laughs> just here. And he says, like, come on, come on. He's like, get over here. And I was like, here? And he says, like, oh, a ground type can use his powers best in sandy soil, right? So, sand attack. And we see the Sanshu just digging into the into the ground, throwing a whole bunch of sand up in the air. And he says, like, and sand is great for suffocating flames, right? So he sees the flames are just going lower and lower. And it's like, plus, it can go through the flames and hit things. And we see the the two magmars just getting pelted with sand. And he says, like, go, Sancho, go. And we see Giovanni looking at his son, saying, it's like, hmm. What he lacks in knowledge, he makes up for ingenuity. Yes, yes. I am a proud father. <laughs> a proud papa. This is about to get a really dark twist right now. This is a father-son thing. <laughs> perhaps that perhaps that inventiveness is is what won him such unlikely victories. However, and we cut to the next panel. It says the sand is hitting his target, but it only seems to annoy him. So what are you gonna do, Red? Then the Red says like I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I don't I don't need a backseat driver. <laughs> And then Red says, like, oh, let me see. Maybe I could or... Oh, Sancho, run. Sancho turns around, runs off. Giovanni's just saying, like, what? 
he's giving up. But we see in the next panel that Sanchu is actually running circles around the two Magmars. I wonder why. He says, like, oh, if the attack doesn't work, then... And then we just see Giovanni in his very... Uh, <laughs> in the most evil possible way he could pose. He just says, oh. oh. <laughs> Red says, like, I can knock him off their feet. So what he does is that Sanchu's actually creating, like, a sort of... I guess you could say he's making more like a like quicksand. It's like a like a whirlpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sand whirlpool. Yeah, there's a sand whirlpool out of quicksand. Yeah, that that's a cool panel. Yeah. And you can see on the top there, Sanchu is yelling his lungs out. True. True. <laughs> the magmars are in the middle of this yep, and they're, they're sand just hurricane. Sinking yeah, they're sinking. Getting hit. Their flames are dying out. Sanchu obviously has the advantage. This tiny little Sanchu taking advantage with all his ground and sand might spinning around these magmars the next panel is that we see a big sound effect says zomp the magmars are almost completely covered on the ground completely covered in sand and ground the little sand shoe goes on the ground we see a little sound effect dig 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 and then he pop <laughs> sand shoe pops his head back up the Magmars are almost completely covered in ground. Red proceeds to praise his little Sancho. He's like, he's quick. You know, he's petting him on the head. He Red is exclaiming, praising his little Sancho to Giovanni. He's like, he's quick and he knows how to... Oh, no, 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 no. My mistake. These are all Giovanni's thought bubbles. He's looking at Red as he pets Sancho. He's like, hmm, he's quick. And he knows how to use a Pokemon's ability to its best advantage. Giovanni immediately, completely unseen by Red, takes out a Pokeball. He says, I bear, I better take care of him now. Next page. Go ahead, Chas. Oh, no one ever said Giovanni was a good dad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and Red says, oh, Sam should return. Giovanni is like absolutely shocked. Then he, he questions Red. It's like, but what about the final blow? Red says, like, nah, I can't do it. It's like, look at them. It's like, they can't move. And I can't attack a defenseless opponent. <laughs> and, he, it's like, and then I was like, we see Giovanni like, in, in the most uh, the most disgusted face he's ever had. Disappointed, like, disapproving way. Disgusting. It's like, you're, you're not my son. <laughs> you can never be my son. Yeah. Weak. Weak. He says, like, oh, so we won't finish them off. <laughs> Puts the... <laughs> Yep. the Pokeball back in his pocket. And we, we come to the next panel. It's like, well, I guess we can't uh, study fossils now. This is true, but then it's like, these are just probably useless pebbles anyways. Now, before we continue, the building that was on fire is the Pewter City Museum. Mm -hmm. Everybody remembers this. In Pewter City, you can access this museum in the games. This is a small city, a small town. A a public building just got burnt down. Where is everybody? Where are the town folks? Where are the firefighters? We don't see none of that. And my question is, weren't there people in there? Were there workers in there? Were there customers in there? We don't see none of it. I don't know. <laughs> the story just decides to completely ignore those tiny little details we don't see nobody freaking out we don't even see anybody come and say thank you to red for putting the fire well 
Did he put? Yeah, he does put the fire out. Uh, does with, he? Well, it kind of just looks like it dies down on its own. Yeah, something. The building, uh, all Red really did was take care of the magmar. Yeah, because he only took care of the magmar, which were the ones that were burning the place down anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, so it looks like the museum got burnt. I don't know if the building got completely burned down to the ground. We see some of the buildings still standing. So this is when Red and Giovanni are there exchanging words again. And they're like, man, I guess we're not going to be able to study the fossils that we found. And that's when Giovanni tells him, he's like, yeah, but they're probably useless pebbles anyways. Red is disappointed. And Giovanni, he's smirking now. He's smiling to himself. Obviously, in his mind, he's like, this kid is not a threat. <laughs> There's no... I got. I, I saw enough. That's all I need. So he tells Red, look, since I'm probably not going to see you again, why don't, you take, why don't you take one of these as a parting gift? He hands over... Now, anybody that has played the original games will immediately recognize that what Gio, the rock that Giovanni gives to Red is an amber that you receive within the games. I don't want to spoil for any of our readers and listeners for the first time, but anybody that played the original games, you know what the amber turns into. So Giovanni hands over to Red the amber. Red is impressed. He's looking really happy. He's like, well, okay, it's it's a really pretty rock at least. <laughs> and then Red is looking real close at it. He's like, it looks like there's a bug trapped inside too. Red and Giovanni, they say their goodbyes. Giovanni says, hey, Red, good luck on your journey. Red tells him, hey, like, hey, it was it was fun. It was great tagging along with you, mister. Red, very gullible, very innocent, very happy, has no idea what just happened, what Giovanni pretty much did. Red just runs off. He's like, bye-bye and thanks. Dad. <laughs> no, not that. <laughs> Daddy. <laughs> and then Giovanni he's just standing there trying to pull off an innocent smile he's like <laughs> take care son I'm your red <laughs> he's like take care red and then in the whole oh, man story's not over yet Mm-mm. so red leaves red takes off Giovanni stays there he has his hands in his pocket he's, he's just smirking at this point Giovanni's like he thought it was over just because he knocked them down. He's too soft. The magmar are still there covered in all the dirt from the sand shoe, but they're coming back. They're shaking all the dirt off. Mm-hmm. It looked like they were so, the stone magmars. Coming back with a vengeance. But yes. And then Giovanni's like, he continues. Magmars are savage and intelligent. They'll track down the one who beat them. So the Magmars immediately release themselves and they're running behind Giovanni. Giovanni's just standing there menacingly looking evil with a smirk on his face. The Magmar immediately jump to attack Giovanni. And what the, pa- the last panel that we see on this page, we just see a bam. What's going on in the next page, Chess? All right. And in the next panel, we see two frozen Magmars. In the panel after that, we see a cloister, and we see Giovanni saying, A fool like him will destroy himself. All we have to do is wait. Then he orders his cloister to finish him. In the next panel, we we see the magmar 
uh, split in half in the ice, still encased in the ice, and crumbled down into pieces to yeah. be what nothing more than just chunks of ice left. Yeah, he broke the two magmars into pieces mm-hmm. after freezing them. Giovanni's walking off laughing. Cloister's looking at the dead magmar on the floor, proud of his work. We go on to our final page and we see we see a panel with Lieutenant Serge and Koga, the previous gym leaders that Red has encountered. And Giovanni, he continues talking to himself. He says, when I heard that he defeated Koga and Lieutenant Serge, I wanted to see what he was all about. And he laughs. <laughs> Imagine thinking. And now he sh- kind of pulls his vest, his jacket to the side. And we see the Team Rocket logo on his vest. He continues to laugh. <laughs> to think that he was a threat to Team Rocket. In the last panel, we just see Giovanni. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> we just see Giovanni's figure and Red running off with his Sancho off into the distance. What's this? Red's father is Giovanni <laughs> of Team Rocket. <laughs> I think I think it's funny that you're more amazed that Giovanni is the leader of Team Rocket than Giovanni being assuming that Giovanni is that Red's dad. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, wait a minute, I didn't see this coming. Two relatives separated from birth, now reunited, but on other sides. Reunited in combat. Only as enemies. <laughs> father win? versus son. Son <laughs> versus father. Who will win? Who will come out victorious in this battle of tragedy and heartbreak? <laughs> of paternity and sons oh man this there's a lot to break down here no pun intended i know that the magmar got broken down thanks (laughs) first thing i want to point out before me and chas started recording we were talking about some old pokemon designs back in the day in the 90s when the original 151 pokemon came out a lot of the sprites were looked very differently and some of their designs were very inconsistent to how they came out in some pokemon cards a pokemon looked a certain way then in the anime he looked different and in the game they looked something completely entirely in itself here in the manga we see one of those examples and i'm talking about cloister here this cloister has a pearl on his forehead i'm pretty sure our listeners says probably seen this design before in the past but if you were to look at cloister now or how cloister even looks in the anime there's no pearl on his forehead this is one of those old inconsistent designs where sometimes a pokemon had a different attribute a different characteristic to them another perfect example of this is charizard charizard as we know him he has two horns on his head Back in the day, sometimes Charizard would come out with one horn. So You know, that is how I remembered him. Yeah, it's crazy. I remembered him having one horn. It's one of those, like, sometimes people claim it as the Mandela effect. But here, there's if you look back to a lot of old Pokemon sprites and designs, there's a lot of differences. Mm -hmm. Here's probably one of the 
biggest, mm. I guess you could say, inconsistencies. But somehow, Pokemon eventually gave us an explanation for. You know the Pokemon Executor, right? The uh-huh. tree with the coconut faces. Yeah. So his original design, he's a short, stu- stubby little ex- uh, tree. If you look at some old artwork, more specifically towards the Pokemon cards, some of the artwork showed Executor as this very tall tree with a very long neck. Mm-hmm. So back in the day, nobody knew what that was. They just saw, oh, it's just probably a tall Executor. Years mm-hmm. later, now we have Alolan Executor. So like I said, oh, before the Alola region came out, People saw that as one of those inconsistencies with the, with the designs. They're like, look, they made Executor look really tall and skinny. Now there's now there's an explanation for that. We have the original Executor and we have a lowland Executor. So there's a lot of them. A lot of them are like that. It's, I think one of the more popular ones is Mew. Have you you've seen Mew's original sprite, right? Yeah, the one where he looks like a kind of like a deformed fetus. No? Exactly. <laughs> Mew has come a long way. Yep, I know that. I know that they used that one for. They've used it for a lot of creepy pastas. Yeah, or like a couple of them. Yeah, that I think I think one of them has to do with the lavender town. Mew's original design is really creepy. Mm-hmm. Gengar too. Ghastly, Hunter didn't change as much, but. Ghastly, Ghastly looked like a little, little ball of gas. I mean, he still is a ball of gas, but back then it looked more like pixel dust or something. Yeah. So yeah, for our listeners, our readers out there, check out this chapter. Check out chapter twenty-three. Look at the cloister. Look at cloister's design. Look at his forehead. It almost looked like he has a huge hole on his head, but that's how cloister was was drawn back in the day. But the last thing, next thing that I want to mention here is here's another part of the Pokemon Adventure manga where everybody knows that that shows how dark the manga can get. Giovanni had no mercy. He froze these magmars and tore them into pieces, broke them into pieces. Mm-hmm. He ordered his cloisters like, you know what? Finish it. Finish them. Destroy them. The last few panels that we see of this chapter is we see the magmars on the floor in pieces. That's pretty dark. And that's definitely something we're probably never going to see in the anime. (laughs) And already we're seeing a much darker Giovanni, like I was saying at the beginning of the episode. Oh, yeah. I especially like it because it's like this one... it shows like not not only how brutal he is, but also how extremely intelligent he is. Yeah, because like he he know he knows the nature of of the Magmars, right? Yes. And it's like normally it's like these are things that you can like knowledge that you get out of Pokédexes and stuff like that. But it's like it shows that it's like he he knows Pokemon well. Yep. And it's like and and, and just exactly how to how to use them. He's like if Red, but a much older. More experienced and much darker red. Oh, yeah. Not only that. Like he's, father, like son. <laughs> he's also very cunning because this is the leader of a evil organization. Keep in mind, this man is also rich. Yeah. 
This guy decided to leave all of that to plant himself somewhere where Red was going to find him. He made Red believe that he was just some old man. He made himself seem that he was in distress, that he couldn't get through that Diglett's cave, made Red help him out. And by the end of their encounter, Red had no idea who this man was, what this man was capable of. And to top it all off, Giovanni did all this just to examine, to get a closer look at Red. Possibly assassinate him too. Oh, yeah. He, he, was, he was already ready to kill him. A hundred percent. Yeah, he was ready to, because he immediately saw Red as a threat. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. Oh, I see where his, I see his ability. I see his cleverness. I'm going to take care of him now. But then when he saw that Red didn't, Red basically wasn't a murderer. Mm-hmm. He didn't take him serious anymore. He said, like, you know what? He's just a kid. He's just a soft-hearted kid. How could this kid be a threat? And he let him go. Yeah. But had Red been a little bit more harsh, Giovanni was about to take his head off. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't know what Pokemon Giovanni was going to take out to take Red out, but it could have been the Cloister. But It seemed like it would have been the Cloister. Could have been a Needle King, Needle Queen. Giovanni's known for to be a ground type gym leader, so it could have been anybody one any one of those. But yeah. that's Giovanni, guys. We get our first introduction. We get Giovanni's debut in this chapter, and he's already taking down heads. Mm-hmm. Literally. <laughs> this is not somebody you want to mess with. Here, Giovanni is trying to figure out what exactly is so special about Red. We end this chapter with Giovanni being slightly disappointed, but at the same time, he's probably also relieved. He's like, this kid is nothing. He's not going to bother us again. And that is the leader of Team Rocket here, a harsh, powerful, rich man. He doesn't know the truth. (laughs) He doesn't know that I'm his father. (laughs) (laughs) And... That's how this chapter ends. Things, the story is slowly starting to spice up. Now the question is, what's going to happen next? What is Giovanni planning? Where's Lieutenant Surge? Where is Koga? And remember, we also saw that Sabrina, the psychic type gym leader, is also with Team Rocket. Mm -hmm. So we finally have all our gym leaders. (laughs) Sabrina, the teenage witch. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We have seen all of Kanto's gym leaders, and at this point, we can say that... I am not impressed. <laughs> half of them are bad guys, and... The rest of them well, are more than more than half, because even Blaine, there's only, oh, three, yeah. there's only three good gym leaders, which is Misty, Brock, and Erica. Mm-hmm. That's all we've seen so far. How this story is going to end, or how or what's going to keep happening, you guys have got to keep... Joining us on this podcast, we're going to continue moving forward with the following chapters. This is just a taste, a little taste of what Giovanni's capable of, and we're going to see a lot more. Thank you once again for downloading this episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to us. Once again, my name is Sergio. I have here with me my good buddy, Chaz. And next week, we continue moving forward with chapter 24, What a Dragon Knight. Well, that's until next week. Thank you once again, guys. We are almost done with Volume 2. You don't want to miss out. You're going to want to keep coming in. Share this podcast with anybody that enjoys Pokemon and has never read or heard about the manga. 
you gotta let everybody know that it's not just Ash Ketchum that has a good adventure. There's some better trainers out there, and one of them here is Red. Until next week, guys, and thank you once again.